You are listening to Level Up with Yash, powered by Mystery Projects. Hello and welcome to another episode of Level Up with Yash. Today I am really excited to talk to a, a, an old friend, but not that old friend, like not, not in that way, but but I've known him for a while. I uh, haven't seen him in a while, but still known him for a while. Mr. Joe Rodonis. He is an actor, a model, uh, a coach, a fitness trainer, uh, and overall the fittest person that I know. So I would love to talk to him about uh, all that he's been up to in the last four years that I haven't seen him in. Uh, I know I've been following your story, bro. It's been, it's been a while. You've been to places you've done things you've achieved so much so let's just talk about it love to man i'm honored thank you for that for that lovely intro sir definitely so and it was in 2016 we were just talking about it that we first met uh it was at that ex charlotte yeah. we were back backstage none of us were actually giving the, the talk we were just hanging out there right <laughs> which right. is really we fun volunteering <laughs> right right uh it was fun to kind of just just be around people who are giving the TED talks uh but the first impression that i have of joe is Joe came up to me, introduced himself, and almost immediately started talking about all the cool th- cool things he's up to, everything that he wants to do, everything that he has, all the ideas that he has. And it's like, the, I was taken aback a little bit because that's usually my move. Like when I meet people, <laughs> that's what I do. And I freak people out, but then I still do it. I had never had anybody done that do that to me. Oh, wow. So that was interesting to see. And, and I, I feel like uh, that was kind of like an interesting like we are different people in so many different ways, but that's like the one thing that that connected the two of us. Uh, but that was a fun day. It was a great day, man. It was just good to be in the energy, I think, in the space of like these people that, that had some really great things to talk about, obviously. Yeah. I think it attracts like a really cool mindset, right? Like even those of us volunteering, we met some really great people that day. Exactly. Um, yeah. It was, it was a good day. And talking to you, it's funny now, looking back, you got me reflecting back on 2016, because when we met, I was in my corporate job. I used to do right. healthcare sales, right? And I, that's when I met you. So this was like at the very beginning, when I was like thinking about all these things that I wanted to do, as you mentioned, and you, you were the first person that helped me actually create if you remember my first logo yeah. for, for my fitness website. It's so still like, my I portfolio. Still, I still use it. Yeah. I put it in my portfolio as well. It's still up there. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So let's talk about the, the corporate life a little bit, right? So, I mean, it's 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 common knowledge now that you've left it uh, behind. Yeah. Uh, you've done so much great stuff after that. But but what was your kind of experience leaving the safety net of a corporate life? Because it was a good job. You had a great job. You know, it was yeah. good money and all that that I remember. Uh, so how was the experience leaving the comfort of of a steady paycheck to, to go pursue your dreams? It was, it was a very wild ride. I would say I, I was in the beginning, it was quite scary to be quite honest. Yeah. It was just something that I felt like I had to do. I just kind of reached a breaking point where I was like, I just, uh, the fear kind of became something uh, that I just dealt with. It was like, I'm, I'm going to be scared, but it wasn't enough to hold me back anymore. So but when I first uh, quit, I mean, it was it was quite a change because I was like changing my mindset, dude. Everything I had was so kind of like you said, comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like I had this consistency of a paycheck every two weeks. It was a good pay. I had this kind of written out future for myself, even over the next like five, 10 years, maybe even longer with this company. There was this huge blueprint. So you feel very safe in that space, you know, mm-hmm. and overnight, literally, you went to no income coming in. You don't know where it's going to come from. I have no idea where I'm going to be in the next week, you know, even how tomorrow's going to go. So that shift in that mindset, um, it took me, it took me a little while to, to really get used to that space, like getting comfortable with the uncertainty mm-hmm. and having that relationship with it. That it took, there was a transition period there for sure. And what helped you kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of internal work that you had to do, but was there any kind exactly. of uh, any any external inspiration that helped you through it? I mean, there was I I got really in touch with, I think, intuition and uh, like I'm a spiritual person and I always felt like I was kind of being guided by a calling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what gave me what gave me strength to keep going or to feel like I had to stay on this path was more 
that I really honestly felt like I was being called to pursue this path. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know where it was leading me. But every time that I would get this opportunity to maybe go back to a corporate job or to go back to the quote unquote safer route, um, it never aligned with me. Like something felt really weird inside that was telling me like, hey, man, this isn't for you right now. Like you're still having to pursue this path. So I just started to trust that process. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of more of a learning period to trust that gut instinct, if you will. Right. You know, because in the beginning, I was ignoring it. I, I would honestly ignore it to maybe make the decision based on conventionality or what I thought was the logical smart move versus, you know, maybe the riskier, uh, but more authentic mm -hmm. route to myself. So it was just a matter of kind of getting out of my own head and just being like, listen, man, you're not going to know how it's going to go down. Right. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but embracing that journey. And I think over time, mm -hmm. as I trusted that good things started to happen. Right. And it got exciting. And then like, it was getting reinforced over time. We're like, Hey, if you continue to trust this, you know, these, these, the universe is kind of reinforcing by these cool events happening or me meeting great people or these different opportunities happening that I was like, all right, this is, like, you know, it's telling you that this is the right thing. So just lean into it. Exactly. And another buzzword that I, that I'm going to throw in right now is, is self-awareness, right? So you were, sure. even before you left your job, you were definitely doing work in, in modeling and acting as far as I remember, yeah. right? Um, I yep. remember that Daredevil uh, ad you showed me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was one of the funniest shit I've ever seen. So, so that was, that was a good one. The one you looking into the car, talking to the guy. <laughs> that was really good uh, so you're definitely working in the in the industry uh but again so how much how much role does like i, I know that pe everybody dreams and but are you actually good at what you're trying to do or sure. if you're not how do you get there right so th did that yeah. play any any part in there like did you did you think about that in that sense as well yeah i mean i i <laughs> I think there's always a balance of understanding, like, you know, you have dreams and things you want to accomplish. And then like also having the awareness to check in with yourself and be like, am I being delusional about this? Right. Because, you know, I would also say I've always had a dream of like maybe being a, you know, a singer in a rock band and stuff like that. But then I'm like, if I, if I went on American Idol, would I be that guy that's like, why is he here? Like, he's a little crazy. <laughs> he shouldn't be doing this. So I think you got to check in too and just be like, you know, what, what are you really good at? And then, and then there is, there's obviously work to be done. I mean, I was, I was studying this stuff and trying to hone in on the craft before, before I made a leap of faith. Right. And yeah. even with the acting and comedy stuff, I was taking improv classes and believe me before that dirt devil commercial, there was a few auditions that I completely bombed, like completely <laughs> choked, froze. And you have to go through that period too before you kind of have your have your moment of comfort in that space. So <laughs> yeah, definitely it's part of the process. A funny story uh, talking about auditions. I've never thought of myself as an actor. Like I've done like some plays and stuff in school, but that was like just random stuff here and there. Uh, yeah. I've always been behind the scenes person. Uh, I, I, I direct videos instead of actually being in them i'm not a, a an in 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 front of the screen type of, type of person but but i met this uh casting director not that long ago she's like you have an interesting look with the beard and all that stuff like you should audition for one of these ads that i'm doing there it and it's like sure i'll be there so i went there definitely bombed it didn't really do well uh but that was a good experience to have just to kind of sit in that room with all the other actors like just focusing and then kind of getting in the in the role and stuff like that i was just sitting there just chilling out because <laughs> i didn't really have any expectations i didn't know that i knew that i wasn't going to make it but it was nice to kind of be in front of the camera and follow the, the directions to see if 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 i'm even good to be in in front of the camera just just to be there in that's in that space i knew i was gonna For sure. I'm never gonna make it but but still yeah sometimes but sometimes that's a great mindset to go into with an audition of right? like i have no expectation with this because then you're kind of free and loose and you're just like going to be yourself when you're like and it's probably true with anything when you go in thinking like i gotta have this i need this job or i gotta land this like you get so uptight and then you like just stumble on yourself because you're trying to deliver what you think they want versus just going in and being who you are exactly. and just letting it go right and if it lands it lands if it doesn't you're just kind of like all right i did my thing right you know Exactly. Yeah. So how did South Africa happen? Because that, that was the transition from Charlotte to South Africa, right? After you quit a job or was that, was that a little bit later than that? 
No, that was the leap. So I would say, I would say for, for a couple of years in my corporate job, like the last two years I had felt, I had felt like it wasn't for me. I, I didn't really know why, but like, I just, I wasn't really happy in it, man. I felt kind of unfulfilled in the space. And so I, uh, thank God, like thinking my younger self, I kind of had the wherewithal to be like, all right, well, let's prepare for a jump. And I kind of like for two years, I was, I was saving more than I ever had in this job. I was like taking these acting classes and improv classes and um, transitioning into modeling and into fitness while I was working this corporate job. Right. So it wasn't like some overnight, I'm quitting my job and just mm-hmm. figuring it out. Like, like I had almost two years where I was going to, you know, self-development seminars and like preparing for as much as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that I was going to do something, but I didn't know what. And I just reached this point where I was like, I got to make a move. And what triggered it for me, honestly, Ash, was my, sadly, my father and my grandfather passed away. I'm sorry and that. I, I talk about, I've talked about this before on like some other, on, on even my podcast where, um, and I appreciate that. It's obviously not something you want to have happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, it was like this beautiful gift that, um, seeing them pass and it was pretty close together, both of them, mm-hmm. uh, made me realize like, look, this is, this is not forever, right? We have one ride and I know it's cliche to say, but it made it very real to me. And I got this opportunity, like my agency in Charlotte said, um, Hey, you have an opportunity to either go to Milan or to Cape town, like an agency in both of these places wants to sign you. And so I just ultimately obviously decided on Cape Town, but that was to me, that was like the universe extending an olive branch to me to take this leap. Mm -hmm. Right. So I didn't just go into the dark and like, just travel. It was like, Hey, here's, here's an extension into this world that you want to be in my work about two months heads up, transitioned out and and took the leap to Cape Town. And you were there for a while as well, right? I was there for ultimately six months is what it turned into. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. That was that because I, I was following you and you were definitely like, there was there's some fitness things that you were you were posting there as well. But even the journey, like the, the beautiful scenery and stuff like that, that must be life changing yeah. as well. Dude, it was. It was a very spiritual, honestly, looking back on that trip, it was a spiritual experience for me. It nice. was it was um it was just gorgeous. And what a place to get lost. I mean, Cape Town is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful so yeah i couldn't have been luckier with with a location exactly <laughs> and so you're, you're probably working there pretty consistently as well since you were there for six for six months working for the agency but uh how was how is the the culture like factor into it definitely it's every place you go even in in the u.s there's, there's different culture in different states so it must be kind of definitely something did you expect that or did you because i was i was one of the episodes that i had was with uh, caitlin cornwell and she's from charlotte she lives in india right now uh she's been there for two years and and that's been kind of a, a, a complete 360 for not 360 180 for her uh so yeah. what how was the culture yeah. different from from us what was that experience like like fitting in there yeah the culture shift was interesting dude it was actually um it was kind of easy to get acclimated because the the vibe in cape town is very relaxed like it's a very chill vibe there it's got this surfer mm-hmm. town mentality there so People are inclusive, man. Like, I think they're used to getting visitors coming in and everybody was so welcoming and wants to get to know you. They're like a curious people, dude. And very, very kind. Um, I would get invited to things all the time. Like they would have bris, which is basically like a barbecue, Uh right? Where you bring your own meat over and everybody just grills whatever you bring uh, (laughs) and have beers and you just talk about life. Like everybody wants to know your story. Um, Everybody's like so well-traveled over there. And they're so into like just the beauty of life, man. Like in the morning, they're not rushing to work. Like we are over here. They're like more interested in going to see the sunrise. And then at night, you know, around sunset time, everybody's getting a glass of wine and going to watch the sunset. Like the entire city seems to pause and just appreciate each other and just watch this beautiful sun. Cause they were beautiful out there. I mean, the sun out there is majestic. So it was, it was an awesome experience, man, versus what I was doing before, which was like that rat race, run, 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 get all this work done. And, you know, everything there is a slower pace. They want to enjoy life and and just hang out with, you know, friends and family. Definitely. And and talking yeah. about the, the rat race, dude. So this was one of my uh, 
realizations in the past few months that I've been kind of figuring stuff out up for my own as well. Not even months, a couple of years as well. Uh, you know, looking at people like Gary Vee and stuff like that, you feel like, oh, you got to work 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day. But that's sure. not what everybody needs. Like some people might, might need four hours a day to get their best work done. Um, I'm definitely not that's a 13 true. hour day kind of guy. I want to enjoy life a little bit too. Uh, so that, that was kind of like a, like a shift that it's not that just because Gary Vee does it one way that everybody has to do it that way or somebody else does it like Mark Cuban does it this way. So you have to right. do it that way as well. Uh, the, the, yeah. the lesson here, like for me was to kind of find, find my own, what, what makes me the most productive. Uh, so that was really interesting yeah. too. That was just a, just a little, little sidebar. But uh, well, I think, let yeah, me, man. let me jump in there, Yash, cause I think it's important, man. Like the, he talks about that, but then also, you know, I think it's, he also talks about like doing what makes you happy. So exactly. if it is, you know, if it is working four hours a day and you're stoked about it, then, then great. It's just kind of an awareness game. Right. And, and I believe very much in phases of life. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell you that in Cape town that I was working very little, like we, I would go work on projects when you book a job, mm -hmm. but if you're not on set, you know, you have the whole day to yourself. It's not like I had deadlines to meet, right? right. It wasn't like the old, the old life. So I would go to the beach and read a book or go for a hike. Like you had the full day to yourself and um, work was not the focus at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I had some goals to achieve, but it was relaxed. And um, now in New York, I'm working probably more than ever. I think I'm working more than I used to in my corporate job. But the difference is that the work I'm doing today feels, it feels like I'm playing like a kid every day. Right. So I'm like, I, I would do this for free. Like I can genuinely <laughs> Don't say that out loud, but yeah, still. Today. I, right. I don't want them to know that, but I would do this for free. Right. I just freaking love it. So definitely. So, so you were in Charlotte for a little bit and then you, you went yeah. to, to New York from, from Charlotte. I think you were here for just a couple of months after South Africa, right? Correct. Yep. I was back for about two months. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, what was the, the decision like, like, did you know already in South Africa that you wanted to, to move to New York or was it like a, like a, like snap decision? Yeah, it was, it was kind of a snap decision. I'll this is, this is really what happened. It's a little, I think I'm a little nuts for this one, Yash, <laughs> but it, this is how it went down. I get back and I had some decisions to make. I had a girlfriend at the time too, that was in Charlotte. So we were thinking like, Hey, maybe I need to settle in here and, and start life again in Charlotte. So I had these decisions of like, do I go into real estate? Do I open a, there was a franchise in Cape town, a fitness franchise that they were, the owners were asking me about opening up in Charlotte. It mm -hmm. was like, do you go that route? But everything was like traditional. You go back to sales, real right. estate, whatever. And it just didn't feel right to me. I was like, shoot, I don't know, man. Like there's some things I still need to see. I think mm -hmm. like I did all this work in Cape town and I kind of want to see what would happen. And so I made it a, I made a deal with myself. I was like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to just submit myself to New York mm -hmm. for agencies. And if I get signed, I'll move. If I don't, then maybe it's not meant to be right. Right. I go on this trip, every agency shuts me down. I'm telling you, every single one says, we don't think you're the right fit. We don't think you're good for the, like for New York. One agency sits me down and talks with me for an hour. And he's like, I love you. I think you're awesome. I want you on this board. And it was a small boutique agency. And I'm like, okay, this is, I guess this is the one I'm going to do it. So Literally, I get back into Charlotte and I'm, I'm, I'm like actually freaking out. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to move into New York <laughs> and I only have a modeling contract. It's not like you have a salary, right? Yeah. Right. Like this is, you don't know if you're going to book jobs. Right. So I, uh, but I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do it. So I book the first thing I do before I even look for a place to live is I book a class, I enroll in the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an improv comedy school. It's like uh -huh. Amy Poehler's troupe comes out of there, right? So she's the one that started it. So a bunch of the cast of SNL now comes from this, comes out of this school. Nice. So I sign up, classes start a week, a week from when I sign up. <laughs> uh, then I book the flight and then I start looking for the place. So I kind of did it to where I didn't have a way out. I was like, I put a deposit down on the class so I would just be like, dude, I know you're going to be scared, but right. let's just commit to it and you'll figure it out. That's how it happened. <laughs> and did you ever do so? I remember we had a conversation about doing a, a stand up, like an open mic night, a comedy night one time. Did you ever end up doing that or no? I, I didn't do open mic night, but I've done I did. Um, I've done a couple improv 
kind of their version of open mic night, like open improv with a troupe. I've done that. Nice. Um, so how's, how's New York been so far? It's been a, it's been a ride. Yes. It's been a year of ride. <laughs> um, it's been the most beautiful thing. Like since, since I went to New York, I had since left that agency and all these crazy things have happened. I just kind of kept following my gut and it led me, it led me into the fitness scene. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I had, I had a buddy that was working at this gym tone house where I'm at now. And Mm -hmm. he introduced me to the class and I fell in love with the space. And ultimately it got me in the door at tone house to become a part of the team and ultimately a coach where I'm at now. Um, and that's been the best thing that's ever happened. Like I'm obsessed with this place. I've been there for two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's led to a lot of other things. Like, so all these agencies that told me no, for example, I'm telling you, Yash, I had a list. I was told no by probably 21 agencies around the world that I wasn't met for modeling. And I, um, am fortunately, uh, just signed with, with IMG, um, about six months ago, which is an incredible agency here. So I've, it's, it's worked out. It's worked out so far. It's been quite a fun ride. That's pretty cool. And I, I also feel like the the whole idea of uh, reaching out to people and, and rejection, it's I feel like I've, I've seen for myself in the design world, when I first started out, dude, I emailed everybody. I still email everybody that I come across, send, send them my portfolio and stuff like that. And, and 99% of the time, I don't hear back. Just, just not even, a, I'm not interested. Like that would be nice to kind of know that if they're not, they're not looking for somebody. Uh, but in the design world, it's, I feel like it's it's just a common kind of practice to just not even reply, which is kind of frustrating. But I've definitely yeah, felt that is. years <laughs> later, so people that I've, that I've always wanted to work for or with, um, I've emailed them so many times and never heard back. And then years later, they'd come across something that I post on LinkedIn or Instagram and they reach out. Right. So like, I feel like things have a way of working out uh, in, in a they weird do. way. Um, so speaking of, of fitness and, and working as a, as a trainer, I don't think you were, you were certified trainer before you started working there. Right. Or was it? What were no, you? I was actually, Ooh, okay. um, I got certified in Charlotte. It was something that I felt like I was going to do mm-hmm. or just, I fell in love with. So before I even moved to Africa, I was actually a, a certified trainer and a certified health coach okay. before I moved. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so like you said, you, you fell in love with the, love with the place, uh, Tone House. I've, I've seen yeah. videos do that, that, that gym is amazing. Like I love, I mean, definitely the, the, the whole setup is nice, but especially the red light, that kind oh, of, yeah. even looking at the video that puts me in a mood to work out. we create a pretty cool environment man it's very high energy for sure and it also feels like the the members are also not not your average gym goer like they're they're pretty fit fit, fit people i'm not saying they're 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 that way when they first started uh but definitely i feel like there's there's a good energy of people so that was my next question is for people who have never worked out right but they want to or or they kind of want to get into into fitness and stuff like that yeah. we see all these videos and, and, and stuff on Instagram that is kind of intimidating and, and we want to get there, yeah. but it's not easy. I've, I know yeah. from, from personal experience, I've been working out for a couple of years now and dude, it's yep. hard. <laughs> yep. Yep. It can be hard. So for sure. what's a good, good kind of way to start out and ease into it? So I think you got to understand a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, first I would get rid of a few myths. So one Instagram is, uh, is really tough. So you can't compare, you've heard it before. You can't compare, uh, someone's, you know, chapter 20 to your mm-hmm. chapter one, right? Like I've been working out for the, for the better part of a decade in training and you evolve and you get better and better. And, and the second thing is you don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life currently, not because of myself, but because of this community, mm-hmm. right? So there's a humbling aspect to it that that's why I joined tone house too. the founder here talks about this all the time that, uh, he used to play football, right? So he was he was D1 football, and mm-hmm. uh, he started this because he realized that nobody trains this hard by themselves and can get to this level by themselves. So these plateaus that people hit or when people lose steam or motivation, it's because most of the time we think we should be working out alone. And I was guilty of that too. Um, but it's not the case. You, you got to have a team, and mm-hmm. you got to have people that are into it that are probably better than you at it so that you evolve – right naturally because that's it's it's a human instinct man like the yep. people that you're around you're going to start adopting these habits yep and so it's got to be a culture 
that you're that you're around. And so if you're starting out, the first thing that you should do is find a community. I think that's why that's why certain gyms have been so successful, like a CrossFit is mm-hmm. because of the community that it creates, right? It's the exactly. people that it's around. So um, doing it by yourself once in a while, of course, I work out alone, but like overall having that community support, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's patience, Yash. Like it takes... It's, it's not, dude, it's not some end goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like I still do not have some, it's not like I'm going to look at myself and be like in January, I'm done. Right. right? I'm good. Like I created, I created, I, I, I finished some program and in January, 2020, I, I did it. Um, I'm going to do this until I die, man. Right. Right. You do this. It's a ritual. People got to start thinking of fitness and training is a ritual. Yep. Um, it's a daily practice and, um, it can be frustrating, I think, in the beginning because it can be um, hard to figure out, you know, how the pieces kind of coordinate and how they how they move together. Right. Um, but we we can talk more about that too uh, if you want, just about like how that might make more sense. But mm-hmm. um, overall, those are kind of the, the biggest things I would tell somebody starting out. Right. Definitely, and that's been my experience as well. So, like the first. Uh, eight months or even a, the year that I was working out, I was working out at, at Rockbox, the kickboxing. Uh, yeah, gym I used Charlie. to go. Uh, yeah. And so I loved it, lost about 30 pounds there. Uh, it was a great experience working out with the community, right? And then Congrats, one day, man, by the way, thank it's you. Amazing. But <laughs> there's a twist there. Uh, started working out by, by myself after that and not quickly, but eventually, like not, right now, I'm back to where I was day one. So okay. I've gained all that weight back. I'm not really gonna look like sit down and, and pity myself over it. I gotta I gotta get back to where I was and even further down. But I feel like definitely working out by myself wasn't the right idea. Um yeah. I, I don't have a lot of equipment. I built a little little um power rack in my in my gym by four like with four by fours. Uh have a barbell and some weights and stuff like that. But I definitely feel like working out by myself was the wrong was the wrong choice because like like I said, I lost that community of people pushing me. Uh, and even I was there. So when I was working out at the at Rockbox, I was there 5 a.m. every morning, no matter what. There it is. Seven days yeah. a week. So they, they don't have a 5 a.m. class on Sunday. But even whatever the first class was, I was there, right? When I started working at home, um, working out at home, I was like, well, I'll work out in, in a couple hours. And then a couple hours go by. And then at the end of the day, I feel like, all right, now I got to put at least 30 minutes in. So instead of the yeah. hour that I was going to do in the morning, I only did 30. Um, yep. And even I also feel like because I was working out before eating in the morning, I definitely saw more more weight loss. But then since I'm at home, I'm eating more. Uh, since I'm working at home and working out at home, eating a lot more. And it's just not been, I feel like that was the, definitely the wrong move on my part. So I, I found a, I found a running community right now that I'm kind of trying to get into running a little bit more. And uh, they're pushing me. It's virtual because of COVID, which is kind of a bummer, but it is what it is for now. Uh, but I definitely need to find that. That I feel like my, my sweet spot in working out is functional training. So I got to find myself another community that I, that I like, that would be the same kind of energy that I, that I used to get before. Yeah. I think that it's a, it's a huge part of it, man. Like doing this stuff, myself included, if, uh, to this day, literally, if I'm going into the gym by myself, I will not work as hard as if I have, you know, Alonzo with me, right? Like it's, it's human nature. And I talked to Alonzo, the founder of Tone House, right? Mm-hmm. This extreme workout. And he's the same way. If he's like living by himself, I'm going to check my phone. I'm yep. going to like go a little bit longer between sets. It's just, you do more for others than you do for yourself. It's just, it's, it's the way that it is. So um, that's why I think it's important. Like sometimes whatever kind of gets you going, mm-hmm. like even investing in classes uh, ahead of time or investing in a coach so that you put a financial investment to it. Right or you committing to a group of people and then you have to show up because your, your integrity is part of it. Your right. word is tied to it. Yep. You just end up doing it. And then momentum builds. Exactly. Momentum starts to build. Your nutrition catches up with it because, you know, it just has to, right. You kind of learn and adapt to it. Right. Um, so yeah, the community is everything. But, but before we even do that, we do have to find that community, even if it's just one person, like you said. Um, so yes. how, how, do, how does anybody find, because if you've never worked out, you never run people who work out, how do you get into like 
somebody that you because even then not every community is going to be the right one for you right no um, for sure so how do you find the one that would work for you i think you got to understand like what excites you about training first mm-hmm. and foremost like i always pictured myself in the long game like how i wanted to look how i wanted to feel the types of events that i wanted to compete in and what fires me up about working out mm-hmm. right like movement just any type of movement right like i love i've always loved athletic training always have just been obsessed with it so like knowing that Torn House was like this thing, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is perfect. This is mm-hmm. exactly what I want to be doing. Um, and then it just vibes with you like anything else. So once I started to see these guys who are like just absolute animals, like when I first went there, like I could not keep up at all. And I like, I loved that. Like a lot right. of people are intimidated by that. I was like, hell yeah, because I know that that's what I, that it's possible. Right if these guys are training like this and have gotten to that level, I go, all I have to do is trust the process and right. commit to being here. And I'm going to get to this point, right? Mm-hmm, I'm going to exactly. get to my own version of this place. Um, so you got to get excited about whatever you're into. So the first question is just understanding yourself. What, what would excite you to kind of get um, in, uh, challenged with? And it could be a triathlon. It could be cycling. It could be swimming right? It can be anything. Right. And then, and then find the community that supports it. And I would hunt down, I would personally hunt down some of the best to do it. Right. That's, I mean, that's who I would want to be around. I would just want to learn from the best. Exactly. And that, that was kind of like my experience the first time, the first time I ever worked out seriously, like I've been, like I've been a member of like different gyms throughout the years and probably been like five times a year or so. Uh, but the first time I actually did a, a class setting it was the first day of rock box and I, I looked at the coaches and they were they, they just did like a like a a very simple and bodyweight workout the first day uh and it was i i was shocked that i couldn't do 10 push-ups in a row i couldn't do 20 mountain climbers in a row it was just that bad uh but then i saw people around me it's like if people can do this easily so can i maybe with practice uh, and so even even though i've i've gained the weight back i definitely feel like i'm a lot lot stronger even with all this weight back i can do more push-ups than i ever have in my life i can do i can do almost one pull up which is which is kind of like unassisted which is a, a, a first for me uh but yeah but you know you know the route back though exactly you've been there right exactly. so you you know how to get back there and, and you absolutely can and like i always think of i always think about stuff like this man like human beings are resilient yeah mm-hmm. so if if you just if you had no choice but to get in like superhero movie action figure shape right yep. you like had to do it literally life depended on it you'd get it done exactly like you're you're capable like it's in you right it's right. just kind of a matter of lining it up getting the right situations involved and um, and finding the right space and, and, and tone houses, I mean, for us in New York, I mean, mm-hmm. we're fortunate to have this place that I think, I think does it better than anybody in the business. Like mm-hmm. truly, I think in the world, I think this place is one of the most fantastic gyms in the world yeah. for the community aspect and the way we program workouts. Right. But, uh, like we just launched a virtual workout for that reason. Cause like right. we're all at home. Exactly. So now we have an on-demand platform where like we're extending the community and we're extending our programming so that mm-hmm. you feel like you're part of this athletic team, right? And right. you can train just like we do. Um, so you just got to find something that resonates with you. And that's open to everybody outside of New York as well? Everybody, man. Like this yeah. app, we're super excited about it. It's it's We have our Tone House app now. You can stream it from your TV. Mm-hmm. You can stream it from your laptop or your phone. And we're doing like all lead the workouts where we have conditioning workouts. So right. you got to get your sports conditioning, you get it in and you can just take it to the park. You can do it at home. Right. And even when the gyms open up, we launched a brand new barbell strength series. So it would be just like me being your one-on-one coach. Nice. So if you're, if you have a barbell and you want to do bench press today, like I'll guide you in your ear while you're in the gym doing your barbell strength bench press series. That's pretty cool. I got to yeah, check that out. It's everything you need. Definitely. Um, and so another, another side of, of fitness is definitely nutrition. I mean, a, a huge part definitely. of it. Uh, yeah. and, and you are vegan, right? I've, I actually am not, man. Okay. I was, when I met you, I was, <laughs> I was going through that phase. Yeah. So for like, even if for somebody who is, I'm not vegan, I'm vegetarian, but, but it's nutrition is hard, dude. Cause 
because vegan diet or vegetarian diet is not necessarily a fat-free or a healthy diet. Like you can still go wrong in many, many, many ways. Absolutely. I know I have. Yeah, um, you can do it wrong. I don't even have a sweet tooth, but I still feel like I don't, for some reason I'm eating a lot of sugar. I, I started just, just started tracking my food. I was like, dude, I'm eating a lot of sugar. So mm. um, how how's the like? What's the first step in finding what what nutrition is best for yourself? Like everybody's different. So how would yeah. how what's the first step to figuring that out? Um, there's an evolution to nutrition as well. And, and, and I work with a dietitian Ryan Turner, we have a podcast together called the breakdown. And we we've, we've talked about topics like this, because it's such an important one. Mm-hmm. And there's an evolution, just like in fitness, where like, you almost got to taste different things to see like what works for you. Right. So the first thing that I'll tell you is that there's no diet. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we abolish that immediately. There is no diet. There's no one way for a human being to eat. Right. So mm-hmm. you can't say vegans, the perfect diet or, you know, Atkins is the perfect dilator right. or paleo. It, it doesn't exist. It's not like that. It's, it's simply what works for you, aligns with you and feels good for you. Mm-hmm. And it's more about what's sustainable, right? right? So, um, taste different things and try different things. So I would encourage people, and we talk about this on the show, try vegan for a month, try paleo for a month. Um, you know, try, try a meat-based diet for a month and see how your body responds Mm-hmm. And then you kind of combine all these different things to create something that works for you. Right. And the blueprint of nutrition is actually very simple. We overcomplicate it all the time. It's, it's bottom line. You need good protein as number one, like protein is the priority. You have to get protein first and foremost to fuel and maintain your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. We hammer that carbohydrates. You need carbs. Carbs are not bad. You know, there's too many people demonizing carbohydrates and it's every, these fit influencers saying, I don't have carbs. And it's, listen, you can do that for a couple months. It's no way to live life. And secondly, if you're training for performance, you need carbohydrates. So your, your carbs should match your activity level and then healthy fats are, you know, um, they're more dense. You don't need high volume of fats, right? Mm-hmm. Like a handful of almonds is very high calorie, but you need it for, for healthy organ function. So, but it's very simple to that level. Sourcing is more important than anything, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm eating meat now, but it's, I'm watching where it comes from, right. right? Like you, like, so I was vegan and you, and and what I learned from that is that having more plants is a great thing. Mm-hmm. You cannot argue with anybody that having a lot of an abundant plant based diet is a bad thing. It's fantastic, but it's got to be good sourcing. Right. And then on top of that protein, like you cannot argue with me that if I were to catch a fresh Atlantic salmon, right. Straight from right. A river that you can't tell me that that would not be a good source of protein. Right. Right. It would be fantastic. Right. Freshly caught bison. That would be amazing. Um, but so would a very fresh ingredient, uh, vegan burger. Right. Right. So it's just it's getting fresh quality ingredients, bottom line. Definitely. And so uh, protein is definitely a huge part of, of like figuring out for, for vegetarians and vegans, because even though you still get it from plants, you still have to eat a lot more to get enough. I take protein powder and stuff like that, but I've never met my protein macro ever. I, I think I need about 145 grams at least, uh, depending on, on my yeah. goal. Yeah. Uh, I've never hit that before. So some some <laughs> kind of, it's it's like I've, I've the max I've gotten is 112 grams a day. And that was, Got you. Uh, that was on the high day so so what are some some uh even even for non-vegan people some good sources of protein other than just powder i mean powder is good but i mean still i mean it's a supplement right powder is a supplement so i mean think about the definition of supplement it should only be something when you can't meet the need it's Mm. something that you can get kind of quick to help you out right so it's not meant to be a staple right? right it's if i can't get it from food today here's a way that i can kind of achieve it right exactly um you should always first and foremost look to get it from your food right bottom line but sources are, i mean it's 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 simple man i mean like i go to i go to trader joe's like that's my favorite place to shop and mm-hmm. like i i love i love getting their steaks or their salmon or or their chicken or even their their veggie burgers or 25 grams of protein like those are yeah. great things that i like to get um uh, it, it's really that simple i just think um, I stay away from normal grocery stores, mm-hmm. like, you know, your, your kind of chains. I think that their quality of meat is, is pretty subpar. Right. Um, so 
I, I, I won't, I won't have any of that. Definitely. And, and yeah. macros are definitely getting, so they, these days the macros are getting a lot more attention, but, but I feel like not, even if not just as important, uh, there's still micronutrients are still as important as well. Uh, I've been, t- I, I didn't realize how much kind of difference it makes since I started running. So like after I started running and, and riding, uh, I ride about 30 miles every, every Saturday, um, at least 30 miles. So, That's amazing. but what I realized is like, I started getting really bad headaches at the end of the day and I realized I was, I was losing all the sodium. So I didn't know that 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 was going to happen before I started writing. So I, I didn't know the importance of like, what your electrolytes and stuff like that do to your body and yeah. how they, they play yeah. an important role before I started started writing. And that was that was a huge wake up call for me as well. So yeah. any any tips on, on maintaining that side of things? I, I mean, a lot of that's hydration, too. Yeah. I think like it's um, uh, some of that is we call it kind of periodization. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with Ryan Turner about this too, is like fueling yourself based on what you're doing at the current state. Like right. also you got to understand that nutrition fluctuates, right? It's going to exactly. fluctuate with like the seasons of life that you're in. So exactly. if you're, if you're doing that biking thing right now for 30 miles, it's a lot, right? Yep. At some point, maybe you stop or maybe you increase it. Maybe you go up to a hundred miles or maybe yep. you change to running or just strength training. Mm-hmm. So your nutrition is going to evolve with it. Right. It's going to change with it. Um, so that's kind of the testing out period, Yash, where you try new things and you see how your body responds to it. And this right. is why, like my philosophy on nutrition. Right. And I'm not a dietitian and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. kind of learn from my own experiences. I train and I eat based to fuel performance. Right. So my performance, if if stat, I know I have a static workout and that 30 miles is something that I do regularly. Mm-hmm then what a beautiful way to test if your nutrition is working, Mm. right? So you can try new things throughout the week. And if you're performing better on that 30 mile ride that you always do, then you're going to know that something's working. It's kind of like this game where you're testing yourself out. Like I tried this, does this work? And then you can do process of elimination Mm -hmm. of like, this is what works for me. Um, Certain certain things I do for that though, is um, I, I drink water, all day, like just absolutely pound water, always hydrated. It's number one. So many people are dehydrated. It's very simple. Um, number two is actually beet juice. This mm. is something that I've been doing, you know, for the last like seven months or so. And you can take a product like I use beet elite is the mm-hmm. product that I use. It's a, it's not even a supplement. It's just concentrated beets. It's a hundred percent beets, <laughs> but it just gets you the effects of what drinking about 16 ounces of beet juice would give you, which is opening up kind of your, your lung capacity for, for conditioning workouts. So it allows more air to kind of get circulated your red blood cells to take in more so you can work in overdrive a little bit better. Nice. Um, so that's a great thing for like conditioning workouts. I love use. beets dude. Even just eating beets. I, I know a lot of people don't like them. I like raw beets in my salads. I just, when we, when we make salads at which home, is, you, yeah, that's great. I hate beets. So I had to, <laughs> I had to get beet elite. It has like a flavor, you know, it's like an apple flavor. So it, it helps me, uh, it helps me out. So <laughs> at home, it's like, even when we eat dinner, sometimes we just chop up some beet just to, just to have as like chips on the side. Cause I could, I could sit down and eat an entire beet like without, like in no time. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So you're a step ahead of the rest <laughs> of us, pal. <laughs> but I gotta find the, 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 you said beet elite. Uh, yeah, beet where, elite where, where do I find I that again? Yeah. Just, I think just beet elite. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's been, that's been like a, like my experience so far. And I also, um, feel like gamifying the, the nutrition part is definitely helping me a little bit as well. Uh, just yeah. to, just to keep with it. Cause I, I got frustrated counting macros cause you got to measure everything and stuff like that in, in the beginning. It felt like a chore. Do, well, yeah. And that's where you're going to lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be sustainable. And I think that the mind, the mindset has to shift with people going into this from the start. I think mm-hmm. that there's an expectation in the beginning. And you know why this happens? Because fitness influencers in the industry is kind of ruining this for people in the beginning. Because a fitness professional, if they have an online business, a lot of them are selling to you a meal plan. And so they're coming to you and be like, try my 30 day program, this is going to get you there. So it looks to the rest of us Mm -hmm. that uh, oh, well, there's a, there's a meal plan that works. There's a concrete meal plan that this person follows, and it works 100%. Or if this workout plan, if I stick to it 100%, it's going to work. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. It's different. And this, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. 
but it's true. It's different for every single person. And I can tell you for a fact that at Tone House, there are the most incredible athletes you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them eat differently. There's not one person that eats like I do, right? We all do it different. You find something that works for you and you continue to learn and modify. So you just have to be pliable, flexible, and curious and continue to take in knowledge and be like, okay, how does this make me feel? If you don't like it, you adjust and you, 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 you base it on, uh, you know, how you respond. Right. So it's, you got to stay open-minded and curious in this space. You know, it's, it's a forever learning process. There's not some static concrete solution. It's not like that. It's a living thing. Definitely. And so before I let you go, uh, I know you have uh, a client session in a, in a, in a little bit, but before I let you go, just a quick little, little rapid fire and it, it's not exactly Let's rapid go. fire. So you don't have to like be on, on that, but just some quick questions. Um, these are some silly ones, but you can, you can play with it and, and, and let me know if, if something you don't want to answer is fine as well. Um, but yeah, streaming with an, e- starting with an easy one. What are you streaming right now? What shows are you, are you watching? Oh, what am I watching? Oh my gosh. I, I'm not watching a lot of shows right now, but I did watch, um, this documentary about the rugby world cup Nice. recently on Netflix. And I loved it. I've been getting obsessed with like rugby culture, yep. not the actual sport, but like I've been reading this book called legacy by James Kerr uh-huh. and it follows the culture of the all blacks, the New Zealand team, the all blacks. And they're this amazing, amazing rugby team. They've dominated the sport. So like, it's all about leadership and the culture that they've created to right. create this winning kind of dynasty. So that was something that I just watched to see like what this, how this culture translates into, into the sport of rugby. I Is that it was on, awesome. on Netflix? It was on Netflix. Yeah. Nice. What are your top three songs on your playlist right now? Oh, top three songs. Oh man. Um, oh man. I don't know if I can say this on the podcast. Gang shit. Gang shit nice. is one. Yep. Uh, faded by zoo and then everything Chris Stapleton. <laughs> nice. What are, what are you <laughs> reading right now? I am reading, I'm reading, um, legacy. I'm still reading legacy by James Kerr. Nice. Number one, um, three things you're most excited about. Ooh, buddy. I'm excited about the future of tone house and being a part of it. We have really big things planned. Um, I'm excited for, um, I just signed with ING, so I'm excited to see what is going to happen with that. Quarantine's kind of had us in this holding pattern, you know, as as obviously we all kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm excited. I'm just excited about the future. I'm, it feels like a new chapter of life is kind of happening in New York. I'm moving into a new apartment, even into a great neighborhood that I want to be in. And um, I think there's a lot going on in the horizon that you're going to be hearing about. Um but a lot of my career is, is centered right now around Tone House and then the things that are happening at, with IMG. And I think um, I think that you guys are going to hear a lot about Tone House over the next over the next one to two years. So nice. Keep watching because we're on, on to some big stuff. Your, your, your top three favorite workout movements. Ooh, good stuff. Workout movements. Um, one is the gallop, which mm-hmm. you may have seen. It's an absolute primal movement. Um, I love that. Um, the other, I have been obsessed with deadlifts recently, like absolutely obsessed. And then, um, a move that we call, that we call the kamikaze, um, Alonzo introduced me to this. Alonzo is the founder of Tone House mm-hmm. and we, we do this on Tone House TV. It's, it's a weightlifting complex where you do, uh, tricep extensions into chest press into into bicep curls and it's just 12 tricep extensions, 15 presses, and then right into 10 curls. So I just, those are my favorites right now. Nice. And I, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll let you answer it. Functional training or weight training? Oh, more of a weight training. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wrong. Lifts. I thought you were going to say functional. I love to lift, bro. <laughs> I just, but I mean, listen, I'm both right. Like I definitely, I do both in my day. I'm, I'm strength and conditioning for sure. But right. like, if you got to tell me what we're going to do, I'm like, I want to move some heavy stuff around. <laughs> and, and top three uh, people to follow on Instagram. Ooh, top three people to follow on Instagram. Will Smith is one mm-hmm. I get a lot of inspiration from. The Daily Stoic I get a lot from. And Tom Bilyeu for the Impact Theory. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's all I have, man. Uh, but if, is there anything that, that you would like to leave our, our listeners with? Any any words of wisdom or anything that you would like to, to share to, with the world? 
Well, a uh, good question. I would just say, you know, with training, I would say, you know, if you're starting out going back to that, just be patient with yourself and look for help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I'm going to repeat this, but you don't do this stuff alone, Yash. Like you got to have your team around you. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And we got to rethink what training really means. Cause there's an ex- there's a difference between exercising and training and, and exercising is dabbling, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of getting into a lot of things and moving around and, and that's good to an extent, mm-hmm. but I think people hit this frustration where you have got to understand that working out requires evolution mm-hmm. and you cannot, you can't, you have to continuously evolve. So for those people that are stuck, it's because you're probably doing the same or a very similar pattern all the time. And training is always about pushing the boundary, always progressing. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to have people around you. So um, you know, as, you know, as a shameless plug, I mean, definitely check out what we're doing at tone house on yeah. the app and, and feel free to reach out to me even directly. You know, I'll do, I do some coaching too with one-on-one clients and I'm going to be launching some things here soon, mm-hmm. um, to take on more people to just talk more about the mentality, but, um, which training, right. Um, but check out tone house TV, train with us, reach out to me, yeah. leverage the resources around you. And so what are some of the, the ways to, to do that? So if you can just quickly drop in all the, all the handles for Tone House for yourself, uh, for your podcast, everything that, that people Love should it. follow. Um, so my handle on Instagram is at joerodonis, or Joe Rodonis, um, J-O-E-R-O-D-O-N-I-S. And then uh, Tone House is just Tone House NYC mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, we have tonehouse.com or for the, which you can also find the app on there or Tone House tv tonehousetelevision.com is where you can find everything you need for streaming nice and what was your podcast again uh the breakdown it's called the breakdown so you can find us on spotify right now itunes we're all over the place there awesome man there was uh this was nice to kind of catch up with you again it's always good to good to have a conversation with you i feel like we'd, we'd never waste time when we talk we always talk no. about about bigger and better things uh even even offline so it's always a pleasure to talk to you man uh i know you Likewise. have you have work to do so i'm gonna let you go but uh always appreciate you man gosh you're the man i appreciate you having me on buddy well that is it for today's episode of level up with yash if you'd like to follow along on all the behind-the-scenes action, you can follow me on Instagram at yashyog, Y-A-S-H-Y-O-G. Or if you'd like to follow my design and media production work, you can follow me at Mystery Projects on Instagram, M-I-S-T-R-Y Projects. Or you can visit my portfolio site, which is mysteryprojects.com, M-I-S-T-R-Y Projects.com. Yeah, thank you for listening in again. Have an awesome rest of your day. And you will hear from us again next week with a brand new guest. 